You're listening to the Unhustle Podcast, and today we're going to talk about how to get done the right things with less effort, how hustle is not necessarily the guarantee to success, and how doing the right things are actually better than getting overwhelmed with so much to do. This conversation is specific to health coaches, and I actually believe a lot of entrepreneurs can get a lot out of this conversation. So stay tuned for a conversation on how hustle is not the key to success. Hi, I'm Milena Rigos, and after 20 years of successful marketing career and building a seven-figure business, I decided to pivot and start Unhustle, a revolutionary approach to the way we live and work. In this podcast, we have conversations about why hustle is not the key to success. We talk about the mindset, habits, and practices to help you get out of being always busy, overworked, and stressed out. We focus on creating a simpler, healthier, and happier life that is sustainable so you can live and work with more well-being, joy and purpose, and get into a state of high performance, a new way of living fit for the times we're in. Hello, hustlers! I can't wait to share this conversation with you with Haley Rowe, who is a business coach who works specifically with health coaches. And she's niched down to where she has a very clear audience, a very clear niche, and a very clear promise of getting health coaches to confidently communicate their message, form habits and time management skills, stop suffering from imposter syndrome, and boldly on their content and pricing. So Haley and I both graduated from the Human Potential Coaching Institute, and I just love what Haley is doing. So here's Haley. Check it out for yourself. I know you will get a lot of insights. Even if you're not a health coach, you'll still get a lot of excellent, amazing takeaways from this conversation as to how you can work smarter, not harder. Hi, Haley. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm excited to be here. Me too. And you and I were just talking before we hit recording how we already were able to get out and enjoy a little bit of exercise and movement and nature. And uh, I'm stoked to be here with you today and talk a little bit more about how we can help health coaches start and grow their business with less hustle and less headaches. And this is where you come in. Absolutely. I'm so happy that um, we are talking about this topic because I think so many people think you got to struggle through and that's the only option. So true. So tell me a little bit how you made the progress and and that whole transformation yourself. Yeah. So I originally started out as a wellness professional and health coach and I loved it. Um, But I also always have had this entrepreneur bug in me and um, studied entrepreneurship and started to um, really enjoy sales and marketing because my background with the wellness was was selling health coaching packages and um, wellness products. And so I started to transition to actually combining my passions, um, working in wellness um, for wellness startups, but doing their marketing and business development. And that was a time when I definitely was hustling as, 
you would probably define because I was working a lot. I was in this startup environment that was very fast paced and we had so many deadlines to hit and so many things I had to learn in such a short period of time. And it's kind of, you're wearing a ton of different hats. Um, sometimes you don't even know, like you're being asked to do things you've never done before. So there's, there's just a lot. And um, I realized that in, in that position um, that business for wellness professionals could be a lot easier if they just had the principles of sales and marketing and the framework to be generating leads, to be generating um, calls if they're high ticket coaches and things like that. So I um, ended up transitioning to having my own business and again, still combining my passions, which is helping wellness professionals and life coaches with their business um, and booking clients, getting more sales. And um, I've been doing that ever since. And, you know, there's been a lot of times where you have to learn how you work as an entrepreneur and, and when your cutoff time is and, and how to manage your time and, and opportunity opportunities. But um, I feel like I've definitely grown in that area as far as saying no when I need to say no and structuring my days and managing myself and, and my team. So yeah, it's definitely been a journey. And how long has this journey been going on for you? Yeah. Well, if you're talking more about my own business, um, it would be about three years. If you're talking about my experience since through all this, it's been about 10 years. So I did start very young and I had to um, have a legal guardian for my first business sign some of my paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So three years ago, you started your business and do you remember what your first days and months were like? Oh yeah. They were dark because I felt like, well, first of all, when people would ask me about my business, I felt like I was a dog with my tail between my legs because I'm you know, was trying to learn everything and having inconsistency as far as the results go. And I was trying to set everything up and get my messaging clear and, you know, all the different things. And so the the, the initial days, it was really, really important for me to, number one, learn how to manage myself full time, because I used to have constant uh, people telling me what they need from me and and what they need me to do. So part of it was learning, how do I set my own deadlines? How do I manage myself? What's my time? What's my day going to look like today? And then the other part that was tricky, in addition to just all the other tricky parts about running a business, was how how do I make sure that um, I'm managing my own energy and not burning myself out and taking care of myself? Because if you're already in a place where you're, you're facing challenges and you need to be mentally present. If you're not taking care of yourself, it's, it's even worse. So just making sure you're, you're doing that too. So let's dive a little bit into, um, into both of these, actually. Let's first talk about learning to manage yourself with so many of us working from home, whether you're working for somebody else or you have your own business, it does become down to managing yourself. So what are some rituals and practices that you do that, that to, people can, uh, can adapt. Yeah, absolutely. I would say number one, it's really important to, I, I love time blocking. And so what I like to do is every day in the beginning of the day, I do keep my schedule clear in the morning. So I have that time to plan out what are my top three priorities today? 
what kind, you know, what are my time blocks? When do I have appointments versus when do I have free space? And um, so I do that. That's like a non-negotiable. And every once in a while, I'll get an early call and have to roll into that. But for the most part, that's really, really important to me to have that time in the morning. Another thing is just knowing myself, know thyself. So know when you get tired, know when you do good, uh, do well with creative work, know when you're motivated. Because for me, like, for example, um, I know on Mondays and Tuesdays, I'm like ready to go and I'm ready to do my calls. And those are the days where I'm just like in front of people all day. And I know towards the end of the week, I start to get a little tired. I just want to sit and work on the back end and just get introspective and and whatnot. So being able to schedule that and and plan that is a benefit of being an entrepreneur. And another thing that um, really has been important for me are a couple different behavioral change books, because just like health habits, in your business, you have to have good habits. So I'm a big fan of like using some of the techniques and strategies from James Clear and Atomic Habits. I'm a big fan of Benjamin Hardy, who wrote Personality Isn't Permanent, and also um, the book Willpower Doesn't Work. Because what they talk about is, instead of making your, like, I'm going to be more motivated to do this tomorrow, or, you know, using willpower and mustering through things, they talk about, no, set up your environment to make it easy for you. Um, Put pressure on yourself by giving yourself deadlines. set up what are your forcing functions, meaning what are the things that are going to trigger you to have to do something that you know you need to do. So I love that kind of stuff as well. Oh, man, this is so good. These are excellent. And um, what about working with your energy, the second thing that you mentioned? How do you, what do you do to manage that? Yeah, well, I would say the good news is I feel like in my business, I'm working in flow a lot, meaning I'm never like looking at the clock and feeling like I hate what I'm doing. So that's the good news. Unless I'm doing like something really technical and I need to get that out of my life. But um, for the most part, that's, that's like work doesn't feel like work to me. But at the same time, though, I know that like in the mornings, I probably I do better planning and doing some of like the strategic thinking And then in the afternoons, that's like my peak time to just bust out calls and and be with people. And then in the evenings, I like to go back and do some of the back back end stuff. So I I, I think the key thing is, number one, know when you do best at certain things. And um, also just don't, don't set yourself up for failure by agreeing to things that you know, is, is not ideal. So, but now I, you do have to make compromises in your business. Else I will say that, especially when you're starting out. Um, but like, for example, I love doing my podcast interviews and I control that it's within my control because it's my podcast. I love doing those on Fridays. Um, and so that's just how it works. Right. So, so setting yourself up for success with things like that. How many days in a week do you work Haley and how many hours in a day? Ooh, good question. So I do, I'm really using the Toggle app, which is, it's T-O-G-G-L. And it helps me time myself when I'm working. And at the end, it sends me a report about where I spent my time. 
So as far as the exact time, I don't actually know because I time everything. I time like how long did I do workouts? How did like all the different things? I'm a little weird about that. But um, but I will say four to eight hours a day. So it really ranges. And almost every day, at least do something small for my business. Even on the weekends, sometimes I'll answer client email or, or something like that. But for the most part, um, I would say on average, because I do that and I like doing that rather than having like a regular five day a week, eight hour workload, um, I feel more energized because I never over, I can structure when I want to spend a lot of time on my business and, and when I don't. So it can range from four to eight hours, but typically it's not a full eight hours. And I know we talked about in the past how eight hours is not even ideal for a work day because you start to get unproductive. Um, so I'd say the best work and, and for the most part, it's in that four shower range. And then the rest of it would be like creative work or make it content or going live or, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We did talk about how the latest research shows that for those people who work in the brain economy, three to four hours is really the max. Um, yeah and the optimum cognitive performance. The rest is really spent in distractions. And yeah. so you have some time management practices that you, uh, that you share with, uh, with you folks. Um, and, and I love Toggle. Toggle is, is a great app mm-hmm. idea. I'll have to check it out. Um, yeah. What else can you share in terms of how to manage your time more effectively? Yeah. So one of the the hugest thing for me right now, and like, honestly, this just has a domino effect on everything else is being scroll free. So I literally write down in my journal when I write down my goals and my intentions and all that stuff, I write down today, I'm scroll, I'm scroll free (laughs) until evening, (laughs) which basically means I'm not scrolling social media. And I'm only doing it if, if I go on social media it's to do one of my business posts or check on one of my clients or, you know, something like that. So um, that to me, if you just do that one thing, your, your life will be so much better. Um, but, and, and I do have my favorites. So I like, I literally have in my head, if I am going to spend time scrolling who I want to check out and which people I always watch their stories or whatever. And sometimes it's a good at the end of the day is like just a little little break or laugh if I follow somebody funny or whatever. So, so that's one thing. The other thing I would say is, um, making sure that you are not like you're prioritizing the client generating activities rather than the things that don't make that much sense. So as much as I'd like to, and I call this, there's two different types of activities. There's your client generating activities and there's ego boosting activities or vanity activities. So for example, a lot of my clients, cause I work with coaches, they'll spend hours thinking about their logo or moving a tiny piece of text on their graphic for Instagram and doing things like that or writing content, which content is very, very important for sure. Don't get me wrong, but you don't need to, it, it's not like a key thing that I would recommend spending a ton, a ton of time on. Um, so making sure that you're not doing things just to be busy and feel cool, but you're actually selecting the things that are going to move you forward. So for me, that's like discovery calls, that's my client support work, that's, um, doing things like this podcast interviews and partnerships. Um, 
so those are more, that's a better use of my time than doing things like decorating my Instagram graphic or spending hours and hours writing my content. Because there was a time when I was doing that too, because it's just what everybody does. And you feel like you have to keep up with the Joneses, you know, on Instagram, because everybody has these great posts and great feeds and all that. And the truth is, um, that was just making me unhappy and not paying off. So I just said, no, screw so that. True. I'm so done keeping up with the Joneses. My graphics are going to be kind of ugly sometimes. Deal with it. So <laughs> and, true. Yeah. So I think the last piece, actually, this might be unconventional, but be okay. Don't add mental drama to If you don't do that, you spend your time doing things where you're focused and you're not adding drama or feeling feeling like you should be doing something else while you're doing a a different activity. That's so huge. Own, want what you want, use your time the way you want to use it and don't add on all this overthinking or like, should I send this email or, you know, all of that because it now obviously think before you speak and don't be like reckless, but if people just spent less time worrying about things and like overanalyzing everything, every single step in their business, you would be more free. You would have more energy. Um, so that's a big one too. Excellent. These are such uh, such great tips. So you work with a lot of uh, health coaches and what would you say is the, the, their number one challenge as to why they can't scale or grow their business? What yeah. can, what's, what's the number one? Well, I think one big thing is, well, first of all, it depends on where they're starting from. So if they're not even clear on their message yet and don't have their packages figured out and all that, that's, that's important. But if they're at a stage where they know their message, they know what they want to do, they have their packages figured out, they've maybe worked with a couple clients, usually at that stage, what's holding them back are two things. One is they're afraid or putting off the things that are actually, like I said, the key client generating activities like your discovery calls, or number two, um, they don't have systems in place yet. So they're not willing to let anything go. They're doing everything themselves. They don't have any standard operating pr- procedures for themselves or a teammate. Um, and so a big piece of what I'm doing right now and what a lot of my clients have to do once they get to the point where they're booking clients, they're having consistency with their results is creating those systems so you can slowly weave yourself out of every single activity in your business. Wow. These are two really great things, but to be honest with you, it's not what I expected you that you were going to say. <laughs> really? What do you think? I yeah. Thinking? I thought you were going to say mindset. That's a, uh, well, that is huge too, to be honest with you. Um, if, if, if a client, I was assuming they had a good mindset <laughs> if they, if, because here's, yeah, I, I completely agree with you because if you don't feel confident about what you're offering, about your messaging, about your skill sets in sales and marketing, yeah, it's for sure going to be, every day is going to feel like a struggle and this learning curve and, and all that. So if you have a good mindset, everything else, I, I'm so with you. Everything else gets easier. But you did mention it in a way. You said you said um, people are afraid of doing the the client driven activities, and so they get stuck on 
writing blog posts and creating the yeah. best Instagram and, and making sure their post is perfect. So, so in a way you did mention that fear factor and, um, and I agree with you. I think with all the entrepreneurs that, that I have worked with, uh, for sure, fear, fear may not show up as fear. It may be imposter syndrome. It may, it may be mm-hmm. just, um, self doubt. It may be the, Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing, doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so do you work with um, health coaches in, in, uh, with their mindsets or is it mainly yeah. uh, time and systems and process? Yeah. So I work with my clients. I, I have a little framework, but part of it is mindset. So I work with them on filling their pipeline with potential clients um, creating content and a marketing strategy that converts to action, um, meaning, you know, clients or leads, um, their sales and their sales mindset. Cause you can't have really, you can't be a great salesperson without a good mindset around sales. So for sure we do work on mindset with that. Um, and then time management and that transformation that they want to provide with their clients, but also the transformation they go through themselves in their business, which is, you know, how, um, and, and I do have a video about, it's called grow your business. It's, it's a video that goes through this framework in more detail. So if anybody wants to check it out, you can literally just DM me on Instagram at Haley underscore row. But, um, the, the, these are key parts and you can't have this, you have to have both mindset and strategy. So part of the benefits of my past, which has been um, becoming a human potential coach and getting my behavioral change specialist certification is that I can help with habits too and, and mindset. Um, so it does tie in quite often because for example, if my client is procrastinating or they're not, you know, they're deathly afraid of selling their services or pricing what they're worth. Typically it's not just because sometimes it's not just because they're new to it. Sometimes it's in addition, they feel like, well, you know, I'm not worthy or, um, I'm, I'm asking someone or begging someone for money, or I would never do that. So why would they do that for with me? So we have to work through those things to get them better results. Right, exactly. And it's um, it's overcoming these limiting beliefs that I see that with so many health coaches. And normally what I see happen with, with specifically with health coaches is um, normally they've, they've gone through their own transformation, right? Yeah. And there's normally some kind of a story there that they either they fixed some kind of problem. They, they had an issue and they fixed it. And now they want to help other people fix that problem. But for some reason, they get really stuck on not telling their story. Yeah. Is that what you're seeing? Totally. And I think there's some fear around, well, what are people going to think of me and rejection? But to be honest, you can't, you don't, number one, you don't want to be everything for everyone anyway. So don't be afraid to be polarizing in your content and share your story and be vulnerable and be yourself. But at the same time, um, I also think sometimes we label, they label themselves like, well, I'm a shy person, so I can't share my story Mm -hmm. or, well, I, you know, I, I'm not outgoing or I'm not good on camera, so I could never do that. And why you don't have to do that. You don't have to tell yourself that. You don't have to believe that. You can start to shift yourself in a different direction with small actions and with 
what we call, I don't know how we label them, but like uh, thoughts or statements that start to loosen that a little bit. Like in asking yourself, is that really true? What else is true? So if I'm saying I'm not, I'm shy, well, what else is true? Well, the truth is I did speak at my sister's wedding as maid of honor and I got through that. Well, also what, what else is true? Well, I did, you know, I had to do public speaking in school and I did okay with that. Okay. So, so I think it's just important to not identify or label yourself with these heavy things that you don't want. Mm -hmm. Shifting your perspective about it, just asking better questions. I think sometimes we get stuck so much on being with our own thoughts and beliefs. And that's where working with a coach is so helpful because you they can ask you a question that is completely <laughs> yeah out of nowhere that maybe your little ego your little voice is actually not recognizing that question so yeah shifting perspective is is key to I think uh, overcoming all these limiting beliefs mm-hmm. yeah so tell me how do you um how do you normally um work with a health coach what are some of the areas that you help them in yeah so I work with my clients um, through a couple different ways. I have a done-for-you services company, and then I also have um, my, my strategy marketing coaching. So basically, most clients start out at the point where they need the strategy first. So we work on, I always say, grow your business the fast way. So it stands for followers, action, sales, and time, and transformation. So what I mean by that is first we work on obviously getting clear on your niche, your message, that kind of thing. But also, how do we start to fill up your pipeline with potential clients who fit your ideal target that you're trying to reach? And we do that through social media. We do that through things like podcast interviews, LinkedIn, et cetera. So we talk all about that. Um, Action stands for how do you make your content compelling enough to the point where people do take action on it. So this, this is a huge thing because a lot of people online health coach wise, they're inspirational. People love their content. People are like, this is so great, but they're not transformational. They're not driving it to, oh yeah, I mean, I am going to sign up for your email list, or this is urgent enough for me to, to, to do something. Um, so we make sure that what they're marketing is urgent enough that people will take action. Um, sales obviously is just, how do you convert these clients? How do you do discovery calls and, do that without fear. And also how do you coach through objections? How do you believe in what you're offering? That kind of thing. And then time and transformation. Time is just time management and making sure you focus on the right things. And then transformation is your client's transformation, getting social proof, making sure your package is clear on the transformation you provide and you have your offers figured out. And then your personal transformation, which is how do you, um, become a CEO in addition to just seeing yourself as a health coach. Nice. I love it. Um, so Haley, how do you take care of yourself while you're running your business and your team? What are your, some, some of your self self practices, completely different topic. <laughs> no, it's all good. It makes sense. Um, I would say the normal things. I'm a huge fan of sleep. I don't like getting less than eight hours if I can uh, and most, I would say 99.9% of the time, like I get at least eight hours. Um, I also am a big fan of just 
knowing the way I work. So for example, I don't like, and this, uh, I don't, you know, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but like, I'm more on the intermittent fasting side. So I'm more focused and feel better when I save my meals to when I'm relaxed and not like in the middle of a meeting and in between things. (laughs) So I I don't usually, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I also, um, fitness is my way to channel my energy and my stress and not be like anxious the whole day. So that's huge. And walks are with podcasts or audiobooks. That's one of my all time favorite things ever. And then just making sure that I'm, um, separate, like on the weekends lately, this is not true normally. And, and I've learned that I want to keep this I do kind of like taking time off and unplugging and, um, you know, that kind of thing, but I do sing in a wedding cover band. So, and we haven't been doing that because of COVID, but, um, it's been so nice to feel completely like I'm not working because even with the weddings and gigs and events, you still have to be on. So I just like turning off on the weekends lately and hope I can at least, save a piece of my day for that once I restart in my band. So unplugging is a, is becoming a favorite activity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's great. Um, what is one thing that people can't find about you online? They can't find about me online. Oh boy. I've, I've, li- I've really shared a lot online I feel like <laughs> but what do you, one thing you don't know about me um well a lot of people don't know I'm left-handed and some people don't know I used to live in LA so and and I was used to be an actress wow that's a lot um <laughs> <laughs> so you being left-handed do you brush your teeth with your opposite hand nope all left <laughs> It's a good, uh, um, uh, lately I've been, um, I, I did this, you know, Jim Quick, um, you know who Jim Quick is? Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he um, he's he teaches a lot about how to improve your brain cognitive performance. And that's one of his practices is like brush your teeth with your opposite hand. And uh, oh. it, it's kind of like, um, you know, it's kind of like what you said earlier about putting in your journal um, no scrolling today. It's kind of like a little mindfulness practice, mm, little reminder nice. to do. I don't know how much it helps improve your cognitive performance. I actually went yeah. deep into that, and I couldn't find that any there are any studies that shows that. But I like to do it to just um, become more aware, more mindful. Yeah, I love that. So when when somebody says I'm left-handed, I'm like, well, I'm left-handed for at least a few minutes every day. <laughs> That's right. And and I've also heard about eating with your opposite, your non-dominant hand, like with your silverware. Um, I don't know if that is also a brain thing, but I've heard that before. Interesting. So um, where can people find out more about you? Yep, I am... A couple different places. One is I have a podcast and a Facebook group, both called Health Coach Nation. Um, so it's facebook.com slash group slash health coach nation. I'm on Instagram at Haley underscore row. It's H-A-I-L-E-Y underscore R-O-W-E. Uh, my website's Haley And I'm on all the different 
the different things. But one thing that your audience in particular might like is my free consistency challenge, which just talks about how do you become more consistent with the habits you want to have. Um, and that's just at HaleyRowe.com slash consistency. So it's three days. We take you through how do you become more consistent. And um, at the end, you can book a call if you are interested. Excellent. Thank you so much. One final thing before I let you go. I know we're on a time schedule here. What, uh, what, would you leave, what, what, what would you tell the Unhustle audience? Um, what would you leave them with from your perspective? Yes, I'm going to leave you with a Brad Lee quote I heard recently, and that is, you can't be rich or you can't, and then what I mean by rich to me means like your whole life fulfillment with poor choices. I love that. Thank you. That's, that's excellent. And we all have choices every day. We make choices and yep. we, we, yeah, choices are big in all what Unhustle, Unhustle preaches. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much, Haley. It's been, it's been fantastic to connect with you today and have a, an awesome reminder of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you got a lot out of it. Connect with us at unhustle.com for more help on your journey to living and working with less overwhelm and more purpose. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and share it with someone who needs to hear this message. You can also tag me on Instagram at unhustle and let me know your biggest takeaway from today's show. Stay healthy and unhustled until next time.